Hey folks, welcome back to the show. Um, as I have said before, Wade and I are very busy uh, during this time of year, so we decided to start doing seasons. So, um, basically how we're going to do this now is we'll start the season about now, and then we'll end the season in probably the spring sometime. And anything we do in between is just going to be a bonus episode. We don't want to let anybody down, um, but just, you know, we're so busy it's hard to get together. We both do a lot of things with our family in the summertime. So, like I said... Welcome to the Season 2 premiere, and without further ado, here is the show. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists, and will persist. Because <laughs> they raping everybody out here. Should, no. a, should a Jewish I baker think, be required to bake a I Nazi think wedding Muslim cake? Millionaires and billionaires. Yeah, how about that? It feels kind of like we're up the creek. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry. I'm the boss. That's how about right. that? And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Well, I'm not a crook. If we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Has your kids, has your wife. Whole binders full of, uh, of women. You just got to keep on paddling. You know, I got talking blood, man. Streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the, the internet. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. Welcome to Up the Creek. There, there'd been one time where some people got sent home, and like I missed whatever that incident was by like 15 minutes. And, and it's just, you know, there's been so much of that because there's so many people out there. I just wonder. And, you know, that weekend that I got sick, mm-hmm. you know, because paramedic, at the time you couldn't get tested. I was sick enough that she actually called her, like, you know, chief or whatever, or, you know, whoever, and ended up referring her to the county health department and they said well because he's not you know a a first responder we we can't test him because we don't have a whole lot of tests but since you're a first responder we would but he would have to go take a strep test and a flu test and if both of those came back negative and you were still sick then come in and we'll see about getting a covid test yeah uh but yeah i wasn't going to jump through hurdles you know because because i was sick and i was in bed and i had a headache and i wasn't feeling good and all that stuff but i wasn't like i'm dying over here you know what i mean yeah. so yeah same way i think the worst part of it was was the headache like it, the headache i had was it was like a terrible fucking headache. it was the sickest i've been i think since i was yeah. a little kid i mean it was that was the first time where like i genuinely was like man i can't do anything but lay in bed and hope that i can fall asleep just so that i can like ignore this yep. a little bit same way the times i've been sick before in the last few years it was like a little fever for like a few like half a day yeah. And it wasn't nothing major. My wife always talks shit. You men, you can't handle fevers. But and I never, never did take my temperature. You know man flu's a real thing? Yeah. I have read that before. Yep. yep. Um, and like, so the headache was probably the worst. I just would take like ibuprofen or Tylenol. It'd kill the, it'd kill the fever and stuff, you know. I'd be good. Then I'd be sweating my ass off. Then it'd come back. But I, so yes, got sick Thursday, evening, afternoon. I ended up taking half day Friday off. I was sick Friday the rest of the day, sick all day Saturday, and sick part of the day Sunday. And about halfway through the day Sunday, I started feeling better, and I went back to work Monday. And uh, I was good to go. So then, when that happened, my father-in-law was living with us. I got sick. My father-in-law got sick. He was sick for two whole weeks. Same thing, fever, headache. He had, the, he had, had a problem breathing. All that, and he was, but he was going to work and like living normal life because this was, was technically pre-COVID, you know, because it didn't come till March. Well, this is, you know, yeah. At this point, it's the end of February, beginning of March. 
Uh, and then my son, he got sick, but he was like, he just had a fever for like a day. And then, yeah. But he never even like did anything. He was like, you know, little kids, they bounce back. But it was a, I, I, I know, and I think she's just asymptomatic. So whatever. I think I want to do my antibody test. I'm sure nothing will come up. Now. Like, yeah. So when I took that one, I didn't know until afterwards that the antibody test is only really good if you're within a month or two of, yeah. of the being sick. Yeah. But that's not really indicative of can your body produce antibodies because your body keeps like a, a memory of stuff that it's seen before. Sure. Which yeah. is how human immune immunity works. Um, so, I, you know, I've seen that there's that T cell test, which those are the cells that produce the antibodies. Mm-hmm. So it would t- presumably test those for the ability to do it. But it was like 160 bucks and I'm not like that concerned yeah. about it where I'm going to go spend 200 bucks to get tested for that. But where do you do that at? Just... It's a, you can just Google it. There's like T cell test or something. There, uh-huh. There's some articles in the news about it being like a, a game changer type test or something like that, mm-hmm. which it might be, but if, if politics isn't gonna give any credence to natural immunity, which they're not, mm. you know, cause they're everybody get the vaccine, even though the vaccine even like, you, yeah, doesn't you, work. Yeah. And then science will straight up tell you that vaccine immunity is not as durable as natural immunity. And then the vaccine yeah. doesn't really seem to do a whole lot for Delta. They keep throwing out that, well, it'll keep you from getting less sick and, and greatly reduce your odds of dying. And it's like, okay, but for most people under the age of like 60 that don't have some other symptom, you're not going to get that sick and you're not going to die. So how do they even right. measure that? Like, like what the hell does yeah. that statement even mean? Because they're not, they've never quantified since this whole thing started deaths by age, deaths by you know, what other underlying thing did they have that let it be more severe? They've never mm-hmm. done that. They've just always shoved cases down our throat. And so now they want to mm-hmm. shove severity down our throat, but they don't actually want to quantify, okay, well, who's actually getting it that's severe? Right. They never do that because it's just cases, cases, cases. Oh, Delta Delta, Delta variant is more contagious. You know, cases are going up. Cases yeah. are going up. And it's like, who cares? That's what I... It, so I was talking to somebody the other day at work, and it's... If we only focused on cases just for everything, I mean, imagine what we'd do to the world if, like, just for the cold. Yeah. Like, we're, we should be focusing on deaths. Like, that, because isn't that, like, the big, the big major thing? Like, yeah. how many people are actually dying? Deaths, and then I would <laughs> say not even hospitalization. I would no. say hospitalization to the point where you have to be on a ventilator. Like, yeah. like severe, like, severe, genuine, yes. not just yes. in the hospital being monitored, but, like, in the hospital, like, yeah. needing hospital fucking work. Yeah. Right? Well, and not to mention, I mean, it's still like, the, it, those are low too for Delta. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, this is what gets me is I'll get in arguments with people on Twitter and stuff. And I, every, I mean, I'm just an idiot. I'm a glutton for, you know, I guess that. But it's like, the data's here. Like, oh, I was actually in an argument with a guy and you guys are, you know, masks worked and, and, and lockdowns worked. And I'm like, in what world? Like, where have you been? Yep. And then he, uh, he said, well, bubble some about data. And I said, oh, the, the data, the cherry picked data. And then I actually posted. So Tom Woods had a, uh, I think it's a little ebook he made, and it was like the charts, the COVID charts that CNN forgot or something like that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I just went and I, I read the book and I, I went to it. I just grabbed the link and I posted. I said, "Check this out." And he's like, "That's just some guy's opinion." I said, "No, no." I said, "That's not at all." I said, "All he did, because oh, the guy, he's like, he's not a scientist or a doctor." I said, "You're absolutely right. He doesn't claim to be." I said, "All he did was look at the chart that was that was given forth by." You know, you whatever media, whatever CDC, whatever you know, whatever organization. I right. said. Then he went to who did the study, 
and went to the source, and then he just looked at the full damn chart. And because you'll see that their their chart, it, it cherry picks you know this month to this month. When instead of looking at the whole six months or the whole eight or a whole year, that's all he did. It's like, well, no, look, here's the real stuff. It, if you look at this short little thing, it's it's like uh, so many times they're like, oh, for this age group and and for these you know these people, it's like, well, yeah, you're you're making your pool a lot smaller. But in the grand scheme of things, it's a ninety nine point eight percent for survival rate. And since when on any virus, anything in this fucking you know since we've been doing this shit. Have we ever just said, well, with this age group and with this and with this? No, we always go by the entire population, and that's how you get a survival rate. And, but it's hard to push a narrative. You know, that's, that's a thing that I would throw back onto the, the public school system even because there's so many people that, like you're saying, well, you're not a scientist. That's just your opinion. But it's like, no, I mean, the data is publicly available. Yeah. You can read a graph and interpret numbers or you can't. That's just analytical thinking skills. Exactly. Right? Like, it's not secret. You don't have to be a scientist to interpret numbers, especially <laughs> numbers that have the context literally written right below the numbers, which is what all this data does. Yeah. You don't have to be a fucking rocket science to look at this shit and make a determination. It's just these people that mindlessly parrot whatever the political narrative is. And the thing that kills me the most is if it was as bad as what they act or how they behave around it politically... I mean, do these people just not go about their normal daily life and look around? Does this look like the apocalypse to you? Right. No. Yeah. Nobody fucking cares. Like, yeah. nobody's out there wearing a mask except the people that, like, when you look at them, you're like, oh, yeah, well, I would expect that guy to wear a I mask. I guess that. Right? Yeah. But it just kills me. Like, the same amount of traffic on the road. Jobs are basically back to full capacity in 95% of places. The grocery mm-hmm. store's as busy as ever. The All the extracurricular activities... Dude, I feel Sports, like 10 times as many people are doing that shit now than were oh, two yeah. years ago. Just like just out lake. of like rebellion of all the bullshit. Like even yeah. last Halloween when we went out to the area we usually go to. Yeah. It was like it was like there was more people there than I'd seen in like the last five years. Because before that, it was always like, man, Halloween's kind of a dying holiday. There's not near as many people go out and have a good time and hang out. But like last year I went out, it was like, good Lord. There's like yeah. adults were dressed up. People were out in the streets. It was the busiest I'd seen it since I was a little kid. And I can only think that it's it's just people are just, this stuff is stupid, you know? No, you're right. I, I think uh, you, you were talking about, like, looking at data and stuff like that, and it's just, like, you know, some analytical, critical thinking. We've, so, so many people just, like, we've been, we've been taught in school and stuff, you have to trust, like, science. No matter what, trust the scientists. We've talked a gazillion times about this. Like, no, that's not what, you know, science is. Science helps discover new things. Like, science should question science. That is the point of science. When The minute you stop, and, and actually the same guy, I was talking about that. Because I, I, I mentioned something about, you know, without, you know, like, scientists at one time thought, like, airplane, like, air, you know, travel was not possible. Like, it, there's a, oh, I forget his name. He was a lord, but he was a fa- famous scientist back in the early, you know, what, 20s and stuff. And he's like, no, this is this will never happen, blah, blah, blah. Well, like two high school dropouts, the Wright brothers, were like, no, we're going to figure this out. And they did. But if we just would have trusted the science and just, okay, they said it, we right. can't do it. So we can't do it. We never, we wouldn't even be flying. So it's like, no, you shouldn't just trust the science. And I, and I get so fed up with people. And they're like, well, you just got to trust the science. And it's like, so wait, wait, I can sit here and I can read the chart because I can. And, and, and the proof is right here. The number's right here. It's laid out right in front of me. And I can see that they, this was cherry-picked to push a certain narrative, and this is the actual data. But because I'm not a scientist, don't trust me? Like, that makes no fucking sense. 
It's right there in front of the evidences, but people are just, well, because a scientist didn't say it, like, you, you're lost. That's it's like not those people science anymore. Never paid attention in school when they do that exercise where, like, they show the scale of, like, the chart and how you can make one number look significantly bigger than another just by, like, the scale of the chart. Yeah. Even, even though, like, it's really not that big of a leap. They, right. just, they just ignored it. Well, because that's boring. Yeah. You know, in, in school, that, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I, yeah, I was always kind of, I was a good student. I had good grades. I was probably a little bit of a nerd, but. but you're not a retard, though. Right. But there were so many people like, man, I just wanted to go outside and play PE or go, you know, do sports and stuff. Which, there's nothing wrong with sports. But, like, you, you got to pay attention a little bit because you create a bunch of people. And it's only getting worse because now math is racist. Math you know? is racist. So, the, all the stuff that we learned and, like, because we paid attention and stuff like that. Imagine now that you won't even teach it because, well, it's racist. Yeah. Which... So, you know, another one on the COVID thing to kind of backtrack slightly is sometimes I feel like people on sort of the right conservative, not even, I, I hate to even say right conservative, logic people who, who can see these numbers and realize, yeah, this is kind of a little bit messed up. Yeah. Uh, we get hung up making these medical arguments at times. And I don't even know that the medical arguments are the arguments that we should be making because to these people that always are going to defer to the science or the scientists or, or whatever they want to phrase it as, they don't really care what you have to say no matter what it is because mm -hmm. of who you are. So the only argument I think sometimes we should be making is the freedom argument. Oh, 100%. Because, because when you speak up against them, they just say you're anti-science mm -hmm. or you're not trusting the data or you hate other people. You're not being considerate because you're not wearing a mask. But... If you make the freedom argument, you force their response to be anti-freedom. Mm -hmm. So now they're the person who's having to be the naysayer. And so especially when it comes to like uh, the vaccine issue, right? Now, personally, I'm not worried about the vaccine from a medical standpoint for me specifically. Like, yeah. like, like honestly, push comes to shove. If I'm looking at losing my job my income and my livelihood over this vaccine i'll probably get the shot because i for me yeah. on a personal level i don't want it but i guess if it really 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 came down to it like and i exhausted all other avenues mm -hmm. I'd, I'd take it because i i don't think that necessarily is the issue i'm not worried about i'm not saying there's no side effects or that it is un that it isn't you know, or unproven or whatever. But, sure. but that's not my thing. My thing is like the freedom issue. So even the vaccine, I would separate from the idea of the vaccine passport. And this is why I've kind of been anti-mask from the get-go. Like in, in, you know, me and the wife, we don't wear them anywhere we go. Even when we went to uh, Yellowstone National Park, you know, the, the big deal, oh, you got to wear a mask anytime you go inside one of their facilities. Fuck no, you don't. And yeah. shit, there was several times where we'd we'd go into one of the gift shops or the store or whatever and uh, not wearing them. Just walk in, walk right past the person in front of the door, and then you know what happens? Two or three other people that are in that building will see uh -oh. you and smile at you and do the same thing. Yeah. And they'll take their shit off. Because so it only takes scared. one person to, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. To, to make a difference. And I think one of the insidious things, you know, and I'm sure if you're in like LA or New York City, it's not the case because everybody's fucking brain dead. But... People just don't want to be the first one a lot of times. Mm -hmm. But one thing I think everybody, everybody should be aware of now is that the general mask thing is like, well, if you're unvaccinated, you have to wear a mask. And if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Go anywhere. 
almost no one is wearing a mask. Right. You really think all those people are vaccinated? Yeah. Exactly. No. Yeah. Statistically, they're not. Yeah, Statistically, are, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's less than that that are even yeah. vaccinated. You know, so, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. no. People are just fucking tired of it. This is an excuse because it's like, dare you? I dare you to ask me if yeah. I'm vaccinated or produce it or or whatever. The and one it, thing is, it's 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 scary though because people are weak. All they had to do was say you have to wear a mask and put a sign on the door, and people are like, well, got to do what they got to do. You know, well, in the in the very very beginning of all this, I can forgive a lot of that sentiment because that was something that was on my mind as well. Because I, I even had this conversation with. Uh, my dad very early on because mm. very early on he was like ah this seems overblown you know yada 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 and i was like well you know they don't really know anything about it and if what they're saying is true then it's you know one in every x number of people is going to get it and die i mean if that was the case well now think about you know when i was in high school and there was only 400 people or whatever there you know uh that's a pretty high percentage of people that could get sick and die so would you have still sent me to school I mean, because I think no. So, so on some level in the beginning, it was like, okay, maybe, maybe we should just throw the fridge at it and, and see Please what save. we can do. But very quickly, within you know a month or two, it was like, okay, yeah, something's up here. Oh yeah, when when it was first introduced, oh, COVID is going to kill millions of people. Everyone's kind of like, huh? I remember I, I was at I was at a G at the time, and they were shutting it down. We were all like, do we need to shut down? Like, should we be here? You know, do we need to actually go home for two weeks and, and, and just kind of like stay shut in for two weeks to flatten the curve? But after two weeks, then four weeks, and like you said. You know, but I think a lot of people at the end of the day, like you said, uh, like when push comes to shove, like at first I'm, I'm a father and I support my family. Right. You know, trust me. I don't want the vaccine, don't need the vaccine, and I, I'm not anti-vax. I don't want it because of, I think, people, the, oh, it's gonna, it has a chip in it. You know, that's stupid. No, I just, I don't want it because I'm healthy. I'm a young, healthy, you know, man. Why would I need it? But when push comes to shove, if it's like, well, here, you know, and, and trust me, I'll drag my feet, I'll push back, I'll, I'll even look for another job. But if at the end of the day, it's like right. I'm not going to just be like, well, these are my beliefs and I'm sticking to it, so fire me. And they've already said, someone was telling me about today. I actually haven't read this myself, but uh, it was unemployment. Like you will not qualify for unemployment if you get. Yeah, that was, your company, that, which that, is, that was a thought they threw out there. You don't get unemployment if you get fired anyway, I'm pretty sure. Like, if you get it, fired, I don't know that you even... It depends on it the anyway. reason, but yes, you're right. Like, if it's a layoff, I guess, or whatever, then yeah, you'll get... But Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. Um, but I'm a father. I am a... You know, I support my family. Yeah. that's That comes before anything. So, so I think the next big interesting battle is... So the place where, where we're both at, they had a disclaimer at the bottom of their most recent email about, yeah, yeah. about uh, medical or religious exemption. Yep. So I asked them uh, on Thursday. I took, mm-hmm. I took off Friday. I said, hey, what do I got to do to file this exemption? Or how do I put this on record? Or, or what's, what does this actually mean? Mm-hmm. And then hopefully, you know, Monday or Tuesday, here's something back from them. Because to me, that's an even more interesting road to go down. Because if you're going to say that this exemption, okay, Define religion. Do, do I have to get like the pastor at like my church to sign it and somebody who's registered with the state as a nonprofit? Because even at that point, you're still arguing that, oh, so the government decides what a religion is, right? right? And that, that has already been a matter of settled law. That's mm-hmm. why like in the Kansas Constitution, uh, it, it says personal belief 
as far as the exemption for people who, who, who go to public schools. Yeah. Because what defines religion? Right. So at that point, there is an out. And if they're going to offer that out, which I think they do intentionally, because they know this is a very touchy lawsuit subject, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you do? So, yeah. And, well, there's there's the religion of the flying spaghetti monster. Yeah, and sure. And as most ridiculous as that is, it's definitely not recognized by any authority figure, hey, per hey, se. Hey, there's the religion of but, Wade, and it just says, hey, I don't do COVID-19 vaccines. Right. That's it. I mean... I started this religion three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> you, you in? You want to be with me? Let's I'm do in. it. Wade. I'm, I'm the Pope. What? You're now a papist. <laughs> you know, your name is always Wademus. We could call your religion Wademus. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's Wademus. That's what really... Oh, it's a, it's a new thing. It's up and coming. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Well, another thing, too, is, you know, where we're at, they said that, uh, basically, for the listeners, if you... If you're vaccinated and you are exposed and you have to take time off from work, you'll be paid from it, paid for it. If you are unvaccinated, you do not get paid. Now you have to show proof of vaccination to HR and all that garbage. But the religious thing, too. So then if I, I religious exemption, I, I cannot get the COVID-19 vaccine, then are you not going to pay me because I'm not vaccinated? Because that's hard. Right. Or religious discrimination. Yeah, well, so. so I sent two emails. Yeah. The first one I sent said... This is discriminatory. That's all I said. Because it is. Did you right? just reply you, back? Yes. Or, very nice. I, I don't know if it goes anywhere, but like I did. I just replied back to the, the thing and said, this is discriminatory. Because <laughs> it is. A, it's probably not it's, a monitor it's, inbox. It's, no, probably not. It's, yeah. it's discriminatory on medical history, right? Which is illegal. Americans with Disabilities Act, the ADA. Mm-hmm. So there's a... I mean, I don't know that you would win, but there's a potential lawsuit right there. Something. And then the other one, though, is that... Well, they did offer the exemption, so okay, how do we go about this exemption? So if you're going to say you're not going to pay me for this time that you, you company, are forcing me to take off because yes. this is your policy, not some mandated law thing, and you're not going to pay me for time that you're forcing me to take off, but you're going to say that unless medical whatever, religious whatever, okay, well, I claim religious, so now you got to pay me. Mm-hmm. The end. Right. So, uh, you know, the whole thing is worded to be a, a pressure campaign for people who aren't vaccinated, who aren't willing to take that extra step, you know, to, to scare people that's into doing all, it. It's that's even, that's even, carrot. that's even why that, that, that disclaimer was like four spaces below the signature of the guy who sent the email. Cause it's like, well, nobody's going to see it. Right. And I didn't No, I didn't either. You said when that. I sent, when I sent that initial email response, I didn't yeah. see it. Cause I just, I had my, my outlook thing open and that's what you see. And then you see blah, 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 blah signature of the dude. And it's like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason I scrolled down, I was like, Oh shit. So everybody in like my, my uh, office area, I was like, Hey, check this out. There's a disclaimer at the bottom, you know? So, so cause we're on the subject of that. <laughs> Somebody copied the email, like everything and made a new email. Yeah. Like, I mean, it looks like hundred percent like the original one. Nice. And it says, Unva- unva- unvaccinated employees can get fucked if you've been if you've come into close contact with anyone who has been recently tested with positive for COVID. We hope you were somewhere. Sorry, we hope you were somehow able to uh, save up enough PTO and money after being laid off for a year because we're literally looking for any reason not to pay you after all sending you all home. Dude, that is badass. And <laughs> they God, <laughs> I want to take that and I want to actually go into the Outlook thing and like send that to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like throw it in their face. Yeah. You know, like uh, uh, send the email to like Alex Berenson and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Wink. So like, uh, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. put these people on blast because <laughs> yeah. that's an outright, 
that's bullshit thing to send. Like that there's no, you know, like, cause the bottom of that was like, well, thank you for respecting the medical or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, there's nothing health related in this. You're just hmm. basically telling people who don't get the vaccine that we're going to penalize you for not getting it. Even though the whole context of our email is that like, if you get sick and you're vaccinated, you'll get paid. If you get sick and you're not vaccinated, we're not going to pay you. Mm-hmm. It's fucking retarded. Yeah. That has nothing to do with health. That's just bullying people into into go taking the vaccine because, oh, somebody above you at your board told you that you have to do the thing, right? If you had enough balls, you could just go copy that email, do that same thing that person did. There's a distribution list for the entire company anybody can send an email to. That's badass. I mean, you would probably lose your job. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, hey, what, at what point... Like, okay, if your email wasn't, like, satire where you're, like, swearing and shit like that, like, if you sent, like, a serious email about, say, the things we're talking about, yeah. freedom and coercion and is this really health, could they fire you for that? I mean, I'm sure they would try. Oh, absolutely. But that would be a wrongful termination suit. Yeah. Right? Because you're just asking a question. Yeah. And being an hourly employee, you would, you'd have to be an hourly employee. Because definitely, being you can't, salary, you can't they do could, it as salary, just, yeah. just, well, we didn't fire him for that. We fired him for this, you know? Right, yeah. But, you need to find some hourly dude who's pissed off enough. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, yes. You know, so should we jump down conspiracy lane real quick and talk about our other buddy that works at another company? And at the same, like, time-ish on Thursday, they got emails saying they're going to reduce capacity by 25%. Yes. And we wonder if it's all... Someone's calling the shots up top. Well, yeah. And, so, I mean, so think, about, so think about these companies. So I, I, without having the list in front of me, I would... I would guess with 100% certainty that at minimum, I mean, for sure his company, ours probably are well within at least the Fortune 500, if not the Fortune 100. So even if you take the Fortune 500, you're talking there has to be an email that somebody in the Department of Labor or some shit sends out to 500 people Mm -hmm. across the entire fucking country. Yeah. It's really not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. And says, hey, y'all are going to do this, da 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 Probably even less than that, because when you think about how these big companies work, I'm sure that when it comes down to like emailing the board, so let's say, you know, I'm just picking a random number here. Let's say there's 10 people on the board, all right? Well, probably five of those people on the board are also on the board of five other companies. Yeah. So, so the list of people that you actually have to send an email to is probably pretty small, right? Yeah. And well, so they're all owned by the same people anyway. Yes. And, and they, just, they just get all that shit on the same thing yeah. right and then there you go and then oh it's four o'clock on a thursday or a friday here's the mass email and then the white house gives a press thing saying oh yeah we're, we're corporations need to step up and do their part and yeah okay dangle they the don't, carrot yeah dangle the carrot their words not ours exactly yep that reminds me of one of our buddies sent us that uh that video about um vanguard and blackrock yeah did you watch that at all? Or? I don't know if I saw that one. Like, so, I've read a lot of stuff in the last couple of days, and yeah. I've, I've followed the exchange that we all had, but... It's, uh... Oh, it was an hour. Well, 50 minutes. Very good. And, and it's funny because... All right, so I'll talk about the video real quick. There's a video floating around. It's some Dutch woman, or it sounds like it's a computer, but... Anyway, it's a Dutch person. They basically... And it's all, like, public knowledge. And they start with, like... We've all seen those little like spider web graph type things and it shows like all these different food companies and stuff and they're owned by like there's like, you know, five companies, ten companies. Well then those ten companies are owned by like, you know, a few companies. And the examples they use in the video is Pepsi and Coke. 
So they go to Pepsi. And then they go to Yahoo Finance, and because this is all public traded companies, so the information has to be publicly available. They go to Yahoo Finance, and they basically look up who are the major investors in these companies. Well, there's, there's Vanguard, the Vanguard Group, and then there's BlackRock. And then there's a few others, Bank of America, uh, Wells Fargo, some others that are underneath it. But then they, and they go to... Uh, so they're like, hey, you know, these are the major top guys, you know, keep an eye on that. Then they go to Coke, do the same thing. Same exact fucking people. I mean, and, and right. at that point, those major investors, like we're talking Vanguard and BlackRock own 90% of the shares, you know. So it's the same people, competitors, not really owned by the same group. Then they break it down into other companies and stuff like that. And through tech, Apple, Android, same fucking people. Well, so then they... All right, so we know in Vanguard and BlackRock are, I'll say, out of all the stuff they went through, they were 95% of the time the number one or number two. One was just, you know, it was either flip-flopped. Sometimes there'd be another one that was above that. Most of the time not. So then they go to all the other investors that we've seen time and time again. Well, guess they went, guess who owns those, invest in those? Vanguard Group and BlackRock. So they're just, and, and they're the majority shareholders in those companies. Okay. So then they go to uh, BlackRock, and guess who is the majority shareholder? And like I said, guys, not conspiracy, and they say many times in the video, this is not a conspiracy, because it's not. It's all public information. Vanguard is the majority shareholder by a thousandfold, and we're talking not just like majority, like majority of BlackRock. Vanguard, and guess what? Vanguard's a private company. So you can't look up who owns Vanguard. Now, they, they do allude to in the video, and this is where I got a little confused. So they alluded to the video that it's basically managed by three different foundations. Now, foundations is really a way to launder money. But as long as they don't have to, like, prove what they're doing with their money, as long as they're reinvesting in themselves. So, and that's all they do. So right. They, they, it's, it's all sealed, you know, tight shut. So they, they allude to that the Clinton Foundation, uh, the Rothschild Foundation, whatever, and um, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates. So, because basically these elites who own the entire world... Any public company, they're, if you look down, if you break it down, they somehow own almost, I mean, every public company, the majority. Then, so I got to Googling and stuff, and it was, it's, it's really interesting, because this is where I don't understand it, but basically, the Vanguard Group is a private public company, if that makes any sense, and it's, those are my own words, but exchange-traded funds own BlackRock. And shareholders own those funds. I don't even know what that fucking means. That's why I was asking the group. It's like, what? And nobody knew. Sure. It's like, how can, a, how can funds own a company, but then there's shareholders that owes those funds? So it's technically private, but it's kind of like, because shareholders, you know, there's multiple people owning. Well, it, it's like when, uh, you know, to, to introduce some politics, it's like when Hunter Biden takes a whole bunch of money from Ukraine, mm -hmm. but he does it through like, Tiger Penis Holdings. Well, Hunter <laughs> yeah. Biden didn't take that money. Some holding company. Okay, well, sure. who fucking owns the holding company? Exactly. Right? It's, yeah. it's yeah. shit like that. And yeah. then the owner of that company might not be private because that LLC or whatever is, that's how they're protected. Like, Ghislaine Maxwell, that's how she mm -hmm. was hiding in Rhode Island or New Hampshire, Massachusetts, wherever the hell it was they found her, was because the property wasn't owned by Ghislaine Maxwell lives here. It was like some bullshit LLC type thing. Owned by another LLC. Owned by another yeah. LLC. Yep. Yeah. It's just hidden behind layers. Yeah. And that's basically, I think that what it came down to is those foundations own those funds, which owns the company, like what you said. That, that, right. that makes sense now, actually. But basically, yeah, the Vanguard Group, which is owned basically by elites. I mean, 
they own everything. Every major food company, not just the United States, you're talking Mexico, China, all over the entire fucking globe. So, monopolies. Right. That's what the video was talking about in the beginning was monopolies. And it's like, you know, well, monopolies are bad. Why monopolies are bad? But guess what? The, everything is. So, I remember our buddy said the other day, you know, something. you remember in 2008 and the big thing was they're too big to fail. Right. That's why we have to bail them out. Well, literally, it is too big to fail because if that fails, the whole fucking world fails. I mean, you know, not saying they should be bailed out, but I mean, right. that's really like pretty interesting. So I remember Bank of America, they got bailed out. Wells Fargo, they got bailed out. Those, the majority of shareholders at those places that for Wells Fargo and Bank of America is the Vanguard Group and BlackRock. Right. It's it's really interesting stuff. Um, the video, I'll, if I remember, we'll put but it in the show notes. I, I would think just even just hearing just that, it gets you back into the uh, fiat currency thing, mm. right? So the reason they're too big to fail is because of the way the fiat, the nature of the fiat currency system. Because it's not as if Coca-Cola stops selling pop that there's no longer a demand for cola, mm-hmm. right? There's That demand still exists. People will still want to trade for it. It's just the thing might not be the U.S. dollar anymore. But these people have a vested interest in that dollar because they're in bed with the authority that controls the dollar so that when these things do get out of control, they get truckloads of money dumped in their lap Mm -hmm. to go do whatever they want and expand and take more shit over and things like that. So their interest is in that dollar system continuing. And so they're too big to fail because if they failed, it would tank the dollar system. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. everybody wants the dollar system, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to keep you looped into. That's that's the whole cryptocurrency thing, right? Are you going to use Bitcoin or are you going to use the dollar? And so everybody's like, well, what's that actual Bitcoin? Just some made up code on a computer. Here, there. Well, I mean, what's the dollar? It's it's literally a piece of fucking green paper. That we decided was worth something. Like, literally, that's it. You just yeah. decided, oh, I'll trade you one of these green pieces of paper for that thing over there. That's oh, it, yeah. I love green paper. And- <gasps> <gasps> green I mean, paper. So- I had a guy, <laughs> okay, at work we got some coins, I don't know if you saw them, for an airplane. and Challenge coins, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I gave to my team, you know, and then there was a few sitting on my desk. Security guard, we had, had, to do, had to do a thing. He came over and we were talking about it and he looks down and he goes, oh, those are kind of neat. And I said, oh yeah, you can take one if you want, you know. And he's like, oh, blah, 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 something about a coin. He goes, well, is, that, is that a Bitcoin? <laughs> I was like, oh, I... I was busy, didn't have time, did not want to have time. <laughs> and I said, no, nah, I don't think that's Bitcoin, you know. And he's, you know, I, won't, I don't think I'd even know what a Bitcoin looked like if I saw one. I was like, well, you, you know. Probably not, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. And then, <laughs> and then he was like, you hear about a story about that guy who threw away those Bitcoins? And he was going to be worth like $600 million. He had no idea. And I was just like, oh, he's an older guy, you know. And I'm like, yeah. I said, there's definitely some people that have lost Bitcoin, you know. <laughs> it's it's not a physical thing <laughs> and you know but like you said we we as the people valued well originally because we linked it to gold and stuff we valued gold you know that was worth something i would love for like just the entire population just the united states one day be like fuck it we're gonna use something else right oh my god can you imagine the freedom boner we would have? Oh, huge. I mean, just like, let's, let's I, just switch to Bitcoin. Or, it it or always whatever. reminds me of uh, Star Wars. So there, there's a scene in episode one where Qui-Gon Jinn, he goes to this junkyard because their spaceships broke down. Mm-hmm. And he's and the guy, Watto, owns the junkyard. And he's like, you know, 
hey, how are you going to pay for all this? And the guy's like, I have a billion and a half Republic credits. And the guy's like, hmm, Republic credits aren't any good out here. I need something more real. Which is kind of a jab at the fiat currency thing, right? Because it's yeah. like, yeah, I don't need this bullshit. I need something that like is is like I can actually use out here. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I, I think that that sort of... What's awesome about the crypto idea is anarchy. Because it's, well, what's valuable to you can be any damn thing. I mean, you mm-hmm. might you might want Litecoin or Ethereum or whatever. Yeah. All I have is Bitcoin. You can trade it. But I can turn my Bitcoin into whatever it is you want, buddy. Yes. Right? So it's not like you're stuck with just Bitcoin transactions or just mm-hmm. Stellar Lumens transactions or just Ripple. You know, you can move any one of those into whatever it is that the end user wants. So yep. you have peak freedom, really, because then the currency of value becomes whatever the hell most people use without some third-party government dictating this is what you have to use in our... This is legal tender, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, value becomes up to the person instead of the state. The whole legal tender thing, it's always making me kind of laugh because in the end, like, before we used money or coins or whatever to buy stuff, it was just like, I want to trade you for this. Like, I got right. this, you got this. And look, this beer for that remote. And we were like, okay, that's about, we think that's worth, yeah, go ahead. We think that's worth about the same value. Okay, cool. And we just made a deal. And then, you know, we, we decided to do money instead of, you know, that other bartering. But in the end of the day, it's still bartering. You're still change, you know, exchanging this for this. I, so, so let me go back to the Whiskey Rebellion and why George Washington was a terrible president, functionally. <laughs> yeah, so the Whiskey Rebellion... Part of the reason that the government trying to put this big tax on whiskey was a big deal was because think about whiskey as a product, right? It's stable, has a very long shelf life. Mm-hmm. It can be used for different things, right? You can use it to drink and get drunk and have a good time. You can use it as a, a disinfectant if it's strong enough, right? Because really it's just alcohol with yeah. wood tannins in it. Yeah. Um, and it was something that people could make pretty easily, right? You could grow some corn and make some whiskey. Everybody knows what whiskey is. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't want to use whiskey for anything other, they know they can drink it and it'll be on their shelf for a long time and somebody might want it. Whiskey was currency, especially these people that lived out in the forest and on their own. That was a, a commodity that you could trade year round, year to year, Mm -hmm. that you could have a bunch of and save it in a cabinet, right? So the tax on whiskey was in a lot of ways a tax on the ability to trade because it was a commodity because it wasn't as if the U S suddenly had paper dollars that we were printing everywhere or not. Everybody had Spanish gold, which would have been a, you know, a coveted currency item at the time. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of seeing the same thing happen now with uh, cryptos in a lot of ways. Like, you know, the big threat right now is that they're trying to treat them like securities, which, you know, would then make them a lot more restricted to, to trade and, you know, higher taxes and a lot more laws, uh, yeah, it's 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 like the market finds a way, and then the people at the top are like, "Well, hold on, it's not our way." Yeah, you need to you do what we do want. You, yeah, you, we want it this way, and the market always finds a way. And and that and you know, even if Bitcoin does become illegal, it'll still be used on the black market. I mean, that's I, I forget what podcast was was I was listening to. And this is probably a year ago at this point, but. It had, it had, whoever it was, they said something that you know, kind of stood out to me. and said, whatever you want to know what the future is as far as like how the market is going to act, look at what the black market is doing now. Because that is what people will be doing eventually. And right now, and for years, 
they have been using. They've been trading crypto right. on the black market for drugs, for guns, for just about anything. I mean, not necessarily bad, nefarious stuff. Yeah. I mean, not that guns are nefarious, but I mean, you know, it's it's just a thing. Well, we, yeah. I mean, like, even even think about just how digital transactions work. Like even when you use PayPal, right? You use PayPal because it's more convenient than putting in your credit card number or, or writing a you know your checking account number and the routing number and doing all that shit. It's just uh, I'm going to take this number and put it into your file, right? Mm-hmm. So even when you use PayPal, at some level, at some point, the bank actually has to move cash from one vault to another. Yeah. So think about the people that have to move it, the storage facility that has to have it, the person who has to keep track of it, and the computer system that has to report when you move money from your account to your account. Think of how many thousands of millions of billions of times that happens a day. Mm-hmm. It's cumbersome and it's retarded. Right? Very much so. But if you have this crypto blockchain that just kind of exists on its own, then I can instantly send you the value from right here to your value over there. Nobody else has to be involved whatsoever outside of like you know a couple exchanges or miners or whatever mm-hmm. uh it just makes sense it's infinitely more simple and then there's no third party tax bullshit or some person who Fees. has to get paid based off yeah. that yeah it's, well, it's all problem, just up front right? when the, when when a thousand other people middlemen can't make money right now we got a problem so that's one part that really encourages me like you know, the other day when Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, he posted uh, Murray Rothbard's Anatomy of the State. Yeah. Which Murray Rothbard is basically super hardcore, anarcho-capitalist, libertarian guy. Government is bad and stupid and unnecessary. Yep. So Dorsey, even though he's, you know, I mean, compared to me and you, probably a flaming liberal, but he's big on Bitcoin and he's big on the crypto thing and mm-hmm. and things like that. And love or hate Twitter, Twitter is probably the closest thing to sort of anarchy chaos is there is in social media to some extent. Absolutely. Right? And so if he is starting to lean that way, I can only wonder, I mean, cause, cause that's kind of what freedom lacks right now is a somebody to be the champion of it. And it doesn't mean you have to be right about every single issue. I mean, cause that would be kind of not anarchy, but, uh, somebody, maybe Jack Dorsey's that guy. I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, even if he is just liberal, just liberal. I don't care. Like, there's be some, liberal as you want, dude. You'd yeah. be over here flaming gay, doing well, whatever you want. Just like, is, leave me out of it. Like, sit thing, there and have a conversation with me while you're getting whatever gay people blown do. Blown by a gay <laughs> yeah. unicorn, dude. No, that's the thing about liberal, though, freedom. Mm-hmm. Liber, you know, liberalism was promoting the idea of, like, free thinking. And, 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 and you know, hell, if you really want to get down to brass tacks, like, conservatives... Real, true, classical conservatism would be a little bit less anti-freedom than you know your liberals. Well, it's 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 the fear of of change, right? Because if you yeah. upset the apple cart, then things are going to be difficult. And I get that there there would mm-hmm. be a huge adjustment. And you know, if you bet heavily on some crypto, like you know, Doge, right, is intended to be a joke. Well, let's say everybody's, yeah, Doge is kind of a joke, but you spent, you know, $1,000 on Doge or whatever. Well, then you've got nothing, mm-hmm. right? If everybody decides to use Pancake Swap or something like that. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's always going to be a thing. You're going to have to figure out where the value is and what is the thing that I need to accumulate. Is it is it whiskey? Is it tulip bulbs? Like in, you know, Dutch place, whatever, 100 years ago. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, that's always going to be a thing. So the idea that it's always going to be the dollar, and if I have American dollars, I can go anywhere. All that'll get refigured out. It's just going to be a change, and people are afraid of that change. But I think at some point, especially now, as rigged as the system is, it's we're going to have to confront that sooner or later. Or we're going to just end up with, you know, the big conspiracy New World Order shit. I think a lot of people's problem with crypto, too, is it's not a physical thing. You can't hold on to it. Right. That, and that it, that it means a lot. I mean, you know, you can hold a piece of paper money. So that's, hold it's, a piece of gold. It's hilarious to me because, you know, our generation, I think, is the last one that will have grown up with family photos and things like that being like, you know, a tub of actual physical photographs. Oh, yeah. I don't have and and they, they don't exist anywhere else right. like if you wanted to go look through this old shit from 10 years ago you had to go into the attic and get the box and look through a bunch of polaroid photo photos or a bunch of vhs tapes or whatever yeah well nowadays you know you've got your kid you've probably thousands and thousands of pictures but they only exist digitally so if something happens to that digital thing where those pictures are stored whether it's your phone or a hard drive or a laptop mm -hmm. those pictures are gone but nobody thinks about that well, when you Facebook count, because overnight and all the photos you had on Facebook are now gone. Sure, <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> you, right, it sucks, I right? I didn't, I didn't have much on there. But yeah. yeah, I was like, oh man, I kind of wanted them pictures. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and so with with crypto, since it's tied to that blockchain, it's permanent. It's not to say that somebody couldn't still steal your shit, right? Because that's true even sure. of physical cash. It could always get stolen, but. Uh, there's always a way. It's always going to be there in some capacity. And I think people don't understand that because they think just like, well, it's digital, so if a computer crashes, you could lose it. Well, the thing is with the blockchain, how many computers have to crash? Yes. How, I mean, trillions, I mean. Right. And if that happens, then you're talking everybody's back at the Stone Age anyway. Right. right? A, a global EMP would have to happen to knock out the blockchain. Well, and, and what's, what's baffling to me is they don't realize, like, historically, it's like Weimar Republic in Germany. I mean, all it takes for the U.S. dollar to go shit is the federal government. Yeah, like, hey, well, we're going to just monetize the debt. The end. Yeah. Your dollar's worth trash. Yeah. Right? So uh, it, it doesn't even take things getting shut down or, or whatever for them to, to... I mean, hell, inflation the last couple months has been like 5 plus percent. I mean, they're devaluing the money that you hold on to right now mm -hmm. at, at huge amounts. And it's not slowing down because they're not going to stop spending money, but they don't give a fuck. Right? Yeah. Because all that money comes back through them inflation is like a hidden tax their money becomes worth more your money becomes worth less so then you have to spend more of your money to basically get, giving it to them yeah in order to get the same thing in return yeah. it's a hidden little tax well and it's uh the argument too that well inflation's not so bad because you'll make more money i'm like what like right okay let's 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 quit looking at what the amount now look at the value that it holds because that's really what matters. Not so when you know your uh, five dollars could buy you a full box of cereal. Now your five dollars buys you a half a box of cereal. Right. So really, you need ten dollars to buy a full box. Right. Of cereal. Well, and really, you can't buy a half a box of cereal. You can only buy full boxes of cereal. So if all right. you have is five dollars, you're screwed. You're just starving. Exactly. Well, we'll we'll get some bread lines for you guys, and the state will take care of you, so everything will be okay. Right. That's what they want. Well, that's, yeah, that's what they're going to get, too, if we have people that, well, with today's indoctrination or teaching kids how to think instead of thinking for themselves. Right. It's pretty wild stuff. Uh, we should look, which, let's, we, we deviated from Ask for a minute, but I wanted to watch this video. Yeah. 
of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Screw your freedom. Get to the chopper. Is it that one? Uh, yeah. It's yeah. I should have brought my keyboard back. I forgot I had it at the house. Come with me if you want to live. Oh, this shit. Hold on. All right. So here is the video of Arnold Schwarzenegger. The governator. First of all, how long has this motherfucker been living in the United States? And he still talks like that? Like, I know, right? I, it's like, <laughs> I've known about you since I was a, like a little, little tiny guy, barely been able to walk. You've been around for fucking ever, and you still can't talk? All right, so pause it real quick. I got I got to interrupt here. So, speaking of that, he has such a thick, heavy, masculine German accent. Do you think he still speaks fluent German or do you think he only speaks English? He's just like stuck with this like I'm not Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I would I would think he probably can still speak German. I mean, cuz why else would you have an accent like that? But I That's I have, what I'm wondering. I have never seen a video of Arnold Schwarzenegger, whose dad was a Nazi, yeah. speaking German. Well, he probably doesn't because of that. You know, if your dad was a, a literal Nazi. Legit, like a Kessin in the Wehrmacht or yeah, something. He was, yeah. yeah, hardcore. So maybe he just kind of was like, I'm leaving that past behind. Because like, okay, like a lot of... Uh, He's got a human-sized pizza oven right behind him in that video. See it? Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I think that's the archway to him <laughs> He's got an Auschwitz in his living room. It does look kind of like a big pizza. It does. It, it does. It's even got the symbol thing above the archway. Yeah. Like it looks like a big yeah. giant pizza. Come in oven. here. You're just going to take a nice warm Come shower. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> All right. I gotta stop it again. So first of all, there's, there's, there's yes, there's people out there that don't believe in masks because the data doesn't prove that they did anything. Right. Same with lockdowns and social distancing. Yep. All right.
Let me stop it right there real quick. So, I don't doubt that Schwarzenegger is still very good when it comes to, like, bodybuilding and coaching and could have a lot of advice to give. But now let me say that this is, like, an NFL player. So, at some point, Peyton Manning is one of the greatest players to ever play the quarterback position of all time. But then suddenly he's not. Mm -hmm. And there's other people. There's, you know, Tom Brady. There's Pat Mahomes or, you know, whatever. So, it's not as if, like, expert is a permanent role that somebody gets into and you're just always the best expert. Like once you're an expert, you're an expert, especially in science, because if the science changes, you're no longer an expert. So to, to give that some context, science once thought that the universe was eternal, right? And this was sort of against religion because religion, you know, Christianity, for example, taught that the universe had a beginning. Mm-hmm. If it had a beginning, it's not eternal, because eternal means it just is. Science used Correct. to think that it was just is. Well, then Albert Einstein comes along and says, well, no, there was a point. And then it was actually, I forget the guy's name, he was actually like a Catholic priest, I think. Came up with this whole, well, it was the Big Bang. The universe had a beginning, and this is how we would describe it with physics, right? Science opposed mm-hmm. that initially, because it shat on the whole idea that the universe was eternal. Well, now, today, the common knowledge is that, well, the universe had a beginning, and it was the Big Bang. That's what it would have looked like. Sure. And so, the expert on the eternal universe is no longer an expert, because his expertise isn't relevant anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I, maybe that's too much and too far, but it's it's the same kind of thing. Just because you, you, you are an expert at the beginning of the pandemic, well, once you've learned some more information, maybe your expertise sucks. And you're not an expert anymore because the thing you were pushing isn't what we should have been doing. If that's what you're still thinking, yeah. If you continue to learn and grow, you're pretty yeah. Good well, so so the movie Idiocracy, yeah, right. Water your crops with Brondo because it's got electrolytes. It's what plants crave. Yeah, that guy's an expert. He knows a fuckload about farming, and you need some Brondo. Well, then all your shit starts dying, right? And then so you need water, like from the toilet, right? And then. Suddenly, the Brondo guy is not an expert anymore. The guy that's getting water from the toilet is the expert. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, yeah the whole, like, the experts are still saying. It's like, well, yeah, people were still arguing for the eternal universe even after the people who were supporting the Big Bang came along. So, there was that doctor. Hold on. Um, I, don't, I don't. I want to get, make sure I say Malone, I think. Robert Malone. Was he the one... Um, was that the mrna so he was a scientist slash doctor one of the guys who came up with the mrna yeah thing. he yeah. was like help pioneer this shit right and uh he's even saying now because he has continued to learn and grow he's not again he says like a thousand times he's pro-vaccine and he pro-vaccine, is vaccinated and he is vaccinated he's like but this might not be the only we should look into different uh you know he's a big proponent of ivermectin now he, he, he had he, long covid he went so far as to say that he thinks, or he doesn't think, but he suggests that it's worth looking into, that the reason we have this Delta variant thing is because of the widespread use of these vaccines. Yes. Because these vaccines were not bulletproof, they were not robust, and they were not what is one-stop cures. And so because we exposed so many people to this vaccine that wasn't 100%, it's allowed this virus to bump up against something that it can mutate against, mm-hmm. and now you're stuck with this virus that defeats the vaccine and his argument and i could be wrong you'd have to listen to it for yourself basically is that if we keep pushing this same kind of vaccine even though we know that it's decreasingly infect effective 
we might reach a point where this this type of vaccine just becomes ineffective wholesale and then we're really screwed because we don't have anything to do and maybe we should be spending our money on therapeutics like anti-inflammatories and things like that to treat this like we would other diseases where we knock the symptoms down so they don't Mm -hmm. cause organ damage and things like that yeah he's not shitting on vaccines he's just saying this one isn't necessarily all it's cracked up to be and i think anybody with eyes should be able to see that now, whether it's data from Israel, the UK, Iceland, even in the US, mm-hmm. where, where we see th- those cases popping up. Uh, that's where the science actually is right now. You're just not allowed to go against the status quo. And the status quo is like what Orchenegger's saying, right? Oh, you must wear a mask. The exports are still saying wear a mask. And it's like, well, the masks didn't do anything. And like, yeah. it's not that we wouldn't wear masks. It's just like, you can't show me that it like is actually helping. So... What's the fucking the, point? In the very beginning, the best evidence they had was Bill Nye the Science Guy saying, well, if you're wearing a pair of pants, or if you're not wearing pants and you pee, it's going to go everywhere. But if you put pants on, you're going to pee in your pants. But you might get a little bit on the person next to you. But if you're both wearing pants, that was the evidence, the anecdotal evidence that wearing right. a mask works. Turns out it can go through the mask. And most masks people wear that shitty fucking material you buy from Hobby Lobby. I right. mean... Um, I know that doctor, He was it was, a, it was like vac, uh, vaccine something dependency, but basically the way he talked about it was your body, like you, you get injected with a vaccine, your body builds up antibodies. Well, eventually your, those antibodies leave your body. So then when you get the, a new strain, the Delta variant, when it, when it infects you, you don't have enough antibodies in your body at the time to help fight it. But those antibodies kind of act like a spike protein per se. Yeah, yep. And then you end up getting sick. And then you end up spreading it. So the vaccine that was supposed to be the, the end-all, be-all for everything, now, originally, you could... Well, you know, when all this started coming out, even even They've artificially ago, created a whole bunch of super spreaders. Yeah. Yes, right? absolutely. So now, now all these people running around with the vaccine are have a higher viral load yes. than, than people who wouldn't who don't yeah. have the vaccine or whatever, who might still be sick and die. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. It's just... And even if the person with the vaccine isn't going to get so sick that they die, they're contributing to the rampant spread of this disease. And so yeah. what happens is when you're still only counting cases, it's, well, you're never going to get out of this. Do you remember when uh, they said, well, take the vaccine, you'll be fine. Okay, mm-hmm. well, take the vaccine, you might, you might get the Delta variant, but it's not going to be bad. Okay, well, go ahead and take the vaccine. Uh, you're, you, you probably still will get sick. Okay, now take the vaccine. Okay, you're, you're definitely going to most likely get sick again, but you're going to be fine. Okay, well, take the vaccine. You're definitely going to get sick again, uh, but you can't spread it. Well, okay, now maybe you can't spread it. Okay, definitely take the vaccine. Yeah, you're going to probably get it. You can still spread it to the people, but you can't die. Okay, well, now take the vaccine. Yeah, you, you're probably going to get the Delta variant. You'll still give it to other people, and you're going to go to the hospital. And now, you all that, and well, yeah, people are dying. Right. It's like, but hey, trust the experts and trust the science. Well, and you know what's funny is, is like the flu vaccine is exactly like that. Yeah. And everybody questions that and nobody complains about it. It's like, yeah, the flu vaccine, right? Any given year, they try to say, oh, well, this variant, that variant, and this is what we're going to put in the vaccine and it'll keep you from getting this variant and that variant. But, oh, wait, it was this variant and this other variant. So the flu vaccine wasn't that effective that year. Yep. That sucks. That's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. You can't do that with this vaccine. No. You got to trust it. Take your third booster. Yeah. Every six months, you're going to need a booster because right. the doctor also talks about about the six month mark. You're in this window of right. your your body basically doesn't you know doesn't have enough antibodies in it. So you're that like I said, it acts like a spike protein. 
And I, I don't, he didn't even talk about it after that. Like, is there a window where that kind of goes away and you're fine? Or is that just how it is? I, I don't know. He doesn't talk about it, but he says like, there's a window after about six months, which makes sense for all the people that got vaccinated in December, January, February. They're all the ones who are getting sick now. And there's some that have died. Anyway, we can finish this. Back to the governator. To Fauci. My lord and savior, Fauci. Let me interrupt you real quick, real quick. So he, he's talking about Fauci spent his entire life, and he's an expert. And he's kind of loosely comparing it to himself, having been a previous you know, champion trophy-winning bodybuilder who knows a lot about building arm muscles. Mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger did steroids and had to have heart surgery. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Pause it real quick. I think people should know. Don't do steroids. <laughs> that could fuck your body up. Ah! Pause. So freedom is choice. And even when he says the traffic light, the light can turn red. You can still choose to go, right? Yeah. It's just that there might be consequences and you might hit something. Now, that's not a guarantee, though. I mean, you might just run the red light and get where you're going a little faster, not lose track of the person you're trying to follow on your road trip. It, it might not be that big a deal. It could be when you're like out here sometimes when you're where there's not necessarily a lot of traffic and you sit there and it's like one in the morning and there's a red light. It's not turning green. It stays red for like 15 minutes because mm-hmm. it favors the highway and it's not pick, it just, just fucking go. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, freedom is not obligation to do a X perceived responsibility. Freedom is the ability to decide what your responsibilities are and which ones you value above others. So yeah. fuck you, Spider-Man. Anyway. <laughs> Pause. So the traffic analogy is great because he says... Basically, the common sense is that you do stop at a red light, though, because in most cases, you're at a red light, traffic is going in the opposite direction, and you won't run the red light because you could run into somebody else and you could kill them. So therefore, the red light is a good signal that, hey, there's risk here, so I better stop until this risk reaches an an acceptable level, right? Which is that you don't think other people will run the red light, so it's safe to go through the green light. Now, let's go back to the mask thing, though. Right? So he's talking about masks is one of the big things here. Like, okay, well, if the mask is the red light, but then the data tells me that the mask doesn't actually do anything for me, and it's just an inhibitor on my ability to do X, Y, and Z or whatever, right? 
then I'm not going to buy into the mask. People buy into the red light because there's a perceived benefit of the red light versus the green light. Yeah. There's not a perceived benefit of the mask unless you're just willing to blindly accept that the mask is great, which, you know, obviously he's one of them. Yeah, well, go back to data. I like, I like facts. There's data out there, I'm sure, that traffic lights save lives. Right. The problem is there's not data out there that masks save lives. Right. If there was data out there that masks save lives, I would wear a fucking mask. Well, so, so think about this. So early on when all this started, everybody was shit-talking Sweden. Because Sweden never locked down. Mm-hmm. They never issued these stupid mandates. They did, people could do what they wanted, right? Yep. And uh, there was a time period where it was like, oh, look, Sweden, it's, it's, it's going bad. But then now, nobody talks about Sweden. Do you know why they don't talk about Sweden? Oh, because the, everything's fine. Because nothing ever changes. It doesn't Sweden. help their... And they're they fine. Push. And they're in the same boat everybody is. Actually, a little bit better because everybody's just over it. Yeah, they all got the herd immunity. They got yep. it and they got over it. Just like Florida and Texas. Yeah. Remember when Florida and Texas opened up before everybody else? And then, oh no, it's there. Everybody's going to die. Why would they be so irresponsible? Well, right. Florida and Texas are fine. Florida is Nobody still. Nobody talks about is it. It's still like 26 or 7 as, as far as like cases and deaths and mm-hmm. things. Like they're still in the same place they were at the beginning of all this. Yeah. And like the other day, I saw an article on, you know, CNN or whatever. The surge in cases and people under 18 in Florida is ridiculous and blah, 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 blah. It's, it's a, such a ridiculous high percentage increase. And it was like, okay, the numbers here we're dealing with is the difference between like 20 and 46. So they're saying dramatic increase, 100%, you know, right? More than 100% increase in this sort of case. It's like, 46 people in a state of tens of millions yeah right yeah so it gets back to that whole if you're looking at a chart if you change the scale of the chart mm-hmm. right the very baby basic thing to do it looks like it's this dramatic difference it, it, it is it's a big percentage increase but relative to the total still fucking nothing yeah right so they're just grasping at straws at this point they really are and and Anywhere that it goes against what they were saying, then that they, they choose to ignore it or they do something like that. Um, that's why I think coming this fall, I'm going to be happy that a lot of blue states do lock down and they issue mask mandates and they go full. There'll communist. be a control group, right? Exactly. Because, because you'll know that where they're doing this shit doesn't fucking matter. Yep. And then where they're not doing this shit, they're in the same boat, except everybody still gets to keep their money in their house and their freedom. Yeah. You know, well, you would think we, we already have control groups now. Sweden, Florida, Texas. Hell, even like Kansas. Look at us, the Midwest. Yeah. Even though we we had lockdown, it was never. No. Not, not even during the two week where everybody's kind of like, oh, shit, you know. It, we never actually fully locked down. There was places that they had a mask mandate. Okay, well, I never wore one. You never wore one. A bunch of people never wore one. But that would be the one thing that they say they actually did was they issued a mask mandate. There was never full-blown lockdowns here. So even us... Little tiny Kansas is a bit of a control group, but they choose to ignore it or they do what they did with Florida and they change how the graph looks. My, my favorite video, just this popped in my head before we get back to Schwarzenegger, it's completely random and kind of unrelated. Salad fingers. Is, well, that was a great one. <laughs> but in California, if salad fingers, the, I like rusty that spoons. Shit's so was creepy. it that guy? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. So in California, uh, there, there's a video. I don't know if it's from a drone or a helicopter or whatever, but. 
This guy's out jogging on the beach. And this is in the middle of the lockdowns very early on. He's by himself. Nobody's on the beach. One fucking guy Uh jogging along the beach. And these two cops run out there to go kick this guy off the beach because the beaches were closed, right? Yeah. And so the cop gets out there and is like walking and then kind of jogs toward him. And then the guy starts running and the cop can't keep up, right? Because he's, you know, either fat or he's wearing a vest and has a bunch of gear, whatever. And the guy just runs off and then darts in through some houses and he disappears. And it was <laughs> like, the guy's fucking awesome. Because like, <laughs> yeah. like the, the police are trying to enforce this. You cannot be on the beaches. Everybody yeah. must do their part and wear a mask and shut down. Yeah. I'm Schwarzenegger. But uh, like, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. And like this one guy on the beach is like, you know, I, I'm in California. I'm probably a flaming fucking liberal because I paid enough money to move into one of these houses on the beach in Southern California. But like, yeah, this is fucking retarded. I'm going out for a jog in the sun on the beach. Anywho. Uh, yeah. Okay, fine. Hold on. I'm okay with that. I'm okay being a schmuck. So we can end the video here. But then there's more. Like the next day or the day after Arnold Schwarzenegger was caught just smoking a cigar out in public, not wearing a fucking mask. So the guy who just called everybody a schmuck for not wearing a mask was literally caught not wearing a mask. After he did that video... Also in the video, or it, he, so when confronted to, he said, well, I lost my temper a little bit, but then he said this. We don't need to close our economies again. We just need to come together like the generations of Americans who came before us and defeated my father and the Nazis. I, I can't, like, it's somewhere in that article. I should have brought my damn keyboard. But he basically says, um, so he's talking about freedoms and, like, how the founding fathers, how they gave up a lot of things for the collective good. <sighs> The one thing they all fucking agreed on was freedom. Yes. Like, that was it. That's what the collective good wanted, was freedom. You know, and even then, even then, like, the thing they gave up that that I think kind of gets lost, and this isn't necessarily to shit on the founders, because they got a ton of things right. We're also, like, the richest people in the country at the time. So they were able to wage a war against Britain. Hence our earlier conversation about the Whiskey Rebellion. After they spent all that money... They wanted to put all that money back into the coffer. And one way of doing that was taxing whiskey. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't as if this was like some completely altruistic thing. So like the average farmer was like, oh, cool. This guy's on my team. Let's go fight this war and get our freedom. This one guy's like, I love freedom. It's great. I'm going to put this into our thing. I'm going to make the law. But by the way, y'all got to pay me back. Right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And they're just like, fuck you, buddy. This was your decision to do this. I think it's just kind of funny, you know, that... uh yeah, he says he went over the top. I shouldn't have said that much. You know, yada, yada, yada. And you know, the only reason is because he was caught. He got caught. Yep. Yeah. He's Well, he's an actor, right? His whole shtick is is to be popular and go with the flow. It's like when, uh, I don't even remember what the issue was. Several weeks ago, John Cena. Yeah. Uh, he said something about whatever the fuck. I don't even remember what it was. And there was some blow baggage. It was bullshit. But, you know, anyway, back to this mask thing. 
uh, it's 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 funny, you know. Schwarzenegger gets caught and he freaks out. What Obama had six hundred people at a birth at a crowded birthday party in like yeah. an auditorium, no masks or nothing. And the excuse we got from the mainstream media was these were sophisticated, vaccinated people. They're better than you plebs. You know what I mean? It was like so, oh my fucking god, sophisticated, vaccinated. So I take two, I take away two things from that. One, unvaccinated or unsophisticated apes. Two, which is racist because most of the unvaccinated people now are Hispanics and blacks. Yes, sir. Um, also, those elitists that Obama hangs out with and him himself, those are the sophisticated yeah. folks. They look down on the rest of us, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. That's backwards people I with their guns 60, and Bibles. I think 63%, or 63, sorry, 63 people out of those 600 uh, end up getting COVID. Now they haven't said how many people have died. So 10% caught it, the Delta variant. So one person, maybe, maybe. So more people got sick at Obama's birthday party than at Sturgis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like literally, they get naked on tables and like, yeah, do some really weird, inappropriate, shit. wild yep. shit. Yeah, this whole thing is crazy. I I thought by now we'd be over it, but I was wrong. you know I I, mean, I I was wrong too because I thought that wow this is all such a perfect trap. You know, as soon as Trump's not president, you know they're gonna act like we're the saviors and we ended all the bullshit. And they are trying to do that, but they're also not letting go of the power. So they want to be like, get vaccinated. We're the saviors. We're your heroes. We're awesome. We're great. Believe us, do what we say. But also, we're not letting any of this power go. Behave how we tell you to behave or else. Well, think about it, too. If they were able to actually make vaccines mandatory, and then they made everybody in the United States get it, then magically it would disappear, even though we really wouldn't. The state saved you. Look what the state did for you. You know no better. We are your savior. I saved your life. Just keep doing what I'm doing and keep doing what I say. Yeah. And we'll be fine forever. Yeah. Because I'm the leader. Trust me. By the way, let me me take some more money from you. You know that, uh, I don't know why that reminded me of it, but that video where I was talking about the um, Vanguard group and the BlackRock and stuff, they do in towards the last... Oh, I'd say probably like 20 minutes because they talk about the uh, World Economic Forum and stuff like that. Right. And the the creepiness of Klaus Schwab is yeah. on another level. Oh, it's huge. I mean, that man, like, well, on, on, their, on their website, it says, and it is right there, it says, because in 2030, they basically want your private property to be completely gone. It says you won't own nothing. And you'll be happy. And you'll be happy. That is number one, the number one plank in communism and Marxism. Right. To abolish all private property. And I think so many people are confused when they think abolish private property. As in they, I think people think it's just like your house. No, no, no. Your private property includes your house, your land, your car, your toothbrush, your deodorant, your cell phone. I mean, the, the, it, they even go as far in that video to talk about, and it's on the World Economic Forum. So once again, it's not a conspiracy. It's all facts and it's laid out right there. They talk about how you will rent literally everything. Right. And it'll be delivered by a drone by 2030. Well, and to me, the argument, and this might even have been on their website, was like there was an example of like a blender, right? Like, all right, I'm going to have a birthday party. I want to make some margaritas. I'm going to rent a blender, right? And so you come and you yeah. get your blender. A thousand people have used this blender before you, and it's a piece of shit blender that doesn't work, and it breaks down on the second margarita, ruins your whole fucking party, huh. right? So I, I kind of viewed it as like, so we went to the lake here um, a month or two ago, a different lake. You know, we rented a boat and all this stuff, and... 
We rented a boat. It was fine. We drove around about half the day, and then fucking boat wouldn't start. We sat there, stuck in the same spot for hours because this this boat won't start, right? Because lots of people have rented this boat before us. No one takes care of it. Abused the fucking shit out of this boat. If you don't actually own it, you have no reason to take care of it. And the boat looked really clean. looked fine. Sure. Nice new boat. Fancy. Nice. The maintenance was probably lacking. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Anyway, it just you know that's that's what you're gonna get, and you yeah. won't have anybody to bitch to because you can't own a boat. It's just like this this boat that's in the cloud, right? And it's yeah. just that's your luck. It, it, how many people? Not all, because there are very good renters out there. But how many renters out there because they have no vested interest in actually keeping up that property? Because literally, it's not theirs. And they don't give a fuck. Just right. destroy it. Yeah. And then the the property owner has to come back in. He takes your security deposit, which generally is only like six hundred dollars to a thousand. Anyways, he takes that. Then they bitch because they didn't get that back. But you know, well, he has a bunch of repairs, but he's at fault because he took your security deposit back, and obviously he's just a you know a slummy yep. landlord. Even though you destroyed his shit, so that blender you rent, it will. But now the thing at this point is though, in the world these people are talking about, that landlord is the state. Mm-hmm. And the state is just a bunch of bureaucrats. So there's no individual that is actually accountable for the state of this property. So no. you can't bitch to your landlord and say, hey, my air conditioner went out, you have to fix it. And they'll just say, oh, okay. It's kind of like when a government official violates the Constitution or does something horrible that causes people to lose years of their life in jail or even die. Mm-hmm. And there's no repercussions at all. No. They just The court says, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And that's it. Yeah. It's it's like Cuomo in the in the uh, nursing home deaths, right? Or how the government behaved as a whole at Waco, right? A bunch of people died, but who gets held accountable for those deaths? Not a single person. No one. History says, oh, this was bad. Government shouldn't have done it. But not a single one of those guys who pulled the trigger gets held accountable. And then you but have President David Bush Chipman. doesn't get held accountable. And then yeah, one of the guys might even get rewarded yeah, and get some get idea. some other thing. Yep. Yeah. Well, like, uh, so the CIA right now, uh, Gina Haspel, right? Oh. She was one of the ones who oversaw the torture program, right? And everybody's like, oh, yeah, torture's so bad. It's so bad. It's so terrible. And it's like, well, you know, she's got a lot of experience. We'll just make her the head of this agency and give her a big raise. We just won't do torture next time. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like there's yeah. there's no fucking repercussion. We won't do torture and tell you about it next time. Right, yeah. I mean, yep. That's on. all it is. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's funny because you go back to the state owning that property and stuff, and, the, you know, they, they're the ones who have to, up, have to upkeep it. Name a time when the state did something well. I mean, well, even in Michigan, me. Flint, Michigan, where the water was poison, and it was very clearly, obviously, yeah. that state officials neglected to take care of these pipes and they did things the wrong way and tried to do favors and things like. Not a single one of those people got in jail or got a fine or anything. No, they're just oh well, you know, and shit happens. A bunch of people got Legionnaires' disease and some kids died, but sorry. you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. So when your air conditioner doesn't work or your shingles, you know, your roof is leaking because the state didn't come back in and put new shingles on your roof. Like, you know, it's sorry, guys. You know, Tar and feathering needs to be made great again. I mean, there, there needs to be a culture of people that are like, hey, this person fucked up. We're going to drag them out of their house and humiliate the fuck out of them. Like, we are going to strip them naked and like the walk of shame in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right. We're going to strip them naked in front of everybody and just massively emasculate the fuck out of them. So it needs to happen. Yeah, so that nobody respects him anymore. Absolutely what needs to happen. Now we're terrorists now because we said that there needs to be consequences for actions, which right. is racist. Well, so. and you know, you could get canceled, but... Oh, by the way, that's coming. Did you did you see on Apple Podcasts now there's a report concern? 
Are you serious? Oh yeah. Go to go to your shows and then click like <laughs> settings or whatever. There's a now a tab for report concern. So our podcast will get canceled. Oh, it's coming. It's a matter of time. You know, I always wondered that because yeah, you know, YouTube censors and things like that, and then like you go to like podcasts. It's like wow, this is like kind of the last free place where a lot of these rules don't apply. Right? There's still freedom. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming to an end. They've they've slowly introduced the ability of you know whatever mob so to we'll go have through to. And, I will continue once we, once I get my new house built and I get the new studio built, I will finish my cloud server. Right. I'll turn it to a website. Self I'll, host. I'll host my own yep. shit. And then we'll end up having a, once that happens and we get canceled, we'll end up moving everything over to uh Yep. I, you know, I think that'll be a big thing because even sites like 8Coon and, and things like that that have had to move to like self-hosting, like it's mm-hmm. not the hardest thing to do in the world. It's just something you have to commit to and be really like into doing. Yeah, but but I think that in the future, with all this cancel shit going on, there's going to be a market for that. There'll be a lot of unfinished basements like mine, where like you know, from this post here, there's a server and a gigabit internet connection, and like I do shit from that, and this is just me. There's a comedian I used to, well, I still do follow. His name's uh, Sam Triple E's has a podcast called Tinfoil Hat, which is pretty funny because he's also a comedian, super conspiracy. Like you know, we get into him here, but like he's like on another level. Um. Not all. I, I do agree with like a lot of what he says. Anyways, um, he was getting canceled left and right because of how he is and stuff. And they went to Patreon. And on Patreon, they uh, they put all their videos. It's not on YouTube, but it uses... Um, what's the... starts with a V. Um, the other like service. It's like a video service. Like online uh, Vimeo. Vimeo, yes. Yeah. Sorry. And Vimeo is like a lot like YouTube. And they were canceling them and making, taking their videos down, deleting them and stuff. And he ended up going all of his own stuff completely by himself. And there's actually some companies out there like smaller, but they'll just, you know, they'll host you. They don't care. Pay a little money. There's another place called Rockfin, and they end up moving from Patreon to that, which is the paid sub- uh, service, but it's their, their hardcore, like, you know, first amendment, you say what you want, that kind of stuff. So more, more stuff like that is happening. The market once again, will always find a way. Right. Um, but yeah, you're definitely right. You could see something like this where it's, I mean, think about that. What if you did, you know, got your own gigabit, you make your own server, you know, it's, you could have a room down here you could rent space out. Yeah. That's how the internet started. Yep. Host other people's you shit. You know, certain, there were, there were businesses that had, you know, server space and it's like, well, we could host you if you want for a certain right. price. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's funny. Cause like even the founding of America, right? The first people to come here are the hardcore zealots about whatever issue. And mm-hmm. they're, they're prepared to go live a hard life and be the minority and be isolated because they believe so hard in this other thing, right? Now, once that other thing gets established, then the rest of the followers and bullshit people kind of follow along. And you even see that again in, like, sort of the Wild West America, where, you know, the West still has, like, this sort of anarchy and hardcore freedom, do whatever you want. And then the East Coast, you know, where all the secondary people who just follow the rules then kind of start to try to extend themselves over what the rest of the West is doing. And, and we're kind of at another point in that in history now where there's, you know, the internet was anarchy and the anarchy was, was awesome and it was beautiful. And now the fingers of control are starting to spread out and like kind of rein it in. And there's going to be mm-hmm. another, whatever the next version of, of blowback to that thing is. I, freedom will find a way. It might take a generation or two, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. At least I hope so. That's the white pill anyway. Yeah. It might be bad near term, but it's going to be great in the far term. I hope so too. I mean, you know, what's because in the end, what's the point of living without freedom? Yeah. And you know, a lot of people like, well, 
want to live. But the thing is, like, if you can't live and be free to do what you want to do, you're the fucking slave at that point. And someone just lets you know you're allowed to do this and you're and you're not allowed to do that. What is the point? Right. That's why this country was so great because before this country, there was everybody was a dictator. You know, not everybody. Sorry, every country was ran by a dictator, and you were allowed to do certain things. You weren't allowed to do certain things, and it's like, but I as a person, you know. I respect somebody who wants to go do, you know, they, they want to be in orgies and do that kind of weird shit. Okay, I mean, whatever. It's weird, but do your thing, you know. But, like, I, I just, there's no point in living if you can't be a free man. Right. Anyways. Well, I have to pee like a racehorse, so. I think that'll probably be good enough. What do you think, man? I think that's good for so. this one, yeah. All right, folks. See you later. <laughs>